0: diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome 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 to Utopia. Hey
1: everybody, welcome in the Utopia Football Podcast. Great to be with you as we continue to preview the Houston Texans' upcoming season. You had your offensive and defensive overviews last week. Um, This week, we want to take a closer look at training camp battles. We'll uh, probably take a look at the coaching staff later in the week as well. Um, we appreciate you tuning in. As always, I'm Sean Pendergast, one half of Pain and Pendergast on mornings on Sports Radio 610. And I'm joined as always by my good friend, the Hall of Famer and our senior columnist at SportsRadio610.com, John McClain. John, how we doing? I'm great as always. Thank good. you. Uh, good to talk to you as always, John. And a reminder before we get into our Six-pack of training camp battles here is what we're going to do. John and I are going to go dueling pianos here on Texans training camp and who some of the battles are that, uh, that we see maybe shaping up the back end of this roster or the depth chart overall. Um, so we're going to do that momentarily. But a quick reminder to click the subscribe button, wherever it is you're getting this podcast. Um, if you've been able to see and listen to a few episodes and you like what you're hearing and seeing, Subscribe. We appreciate that. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever it is you get your audio podcasts as well. The Odyssey app is a great place. You search on our names. You search on Topia, and the podcast comes right up. But you don't have to do that. You want to get it automatically? Hit subscribe, and you're good to go. There, John. You ready to get this party started here? Let's get this party started. All right. This I just before we get into these the back and forth on the training camp battles. What's your overall feeling just on the roster as a whole? We especially in light of. The last couple of years of Texans football that we've endured two years ago with Cully, where it felt like it was just a bunch of part-timers. Last year, maybe felt a little bit more like a real football team. Some young guys that you knew you could get excited about. You still needed a quarterback, and Lovey didn't feel like the guy. How would you compare the feeling going into training camp for you this year compared to the last few years with the Texans?
2: Going back to when uh, the McNair family told Nick Casario, tear it down, start over. Each year, they've added more talent because they've had uh, multiple first round picks. I saw a tweet that listed all the players they've gotten so far from the Deshaun Watson trade, the way they've used some of those to get more, and it was pretty amazing. And uh, the roster's better. Now, I'm still, I picked them to win six last year. They won three. I'm going to pick them to win six this year, uh, and hopefully, I'll be closer. To being correct, and if they win more, great. But it's definitely the best roster they've had since 2019.
1: Yeah, there's more reasons to be excited. I have no idea if they're going to be significantly better than last year's team. I do, I do think they are. I do think they are going to be better. I just don't. I thought they were going to win six games last year, also, John, just like you. And and the thing that excites me about training camp, and we'll get to the training camp battles here shortly. I, this training camp as a whole, it's not just D'Amico. It's not just the rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. The other thing that makes this camp feel more normal is if the, the joint practices they're going to have. I'm very excited for those, for them to practice with Miami and New Orleans and actually really get a true gauge more so than what you and I had to watch the last couple of years is if they're practicing against themselves. Well, no wonder this this position group looks so good. They're going against the Texans, you know. Um, to see them go against the Dolphins and the Saints, not world beaters by any means, although I think people are pretty bullish on the Dolphins this year, thats I'm very, very excited for those two weeks for this team.
2: Oh, I am too, because that's when they'll be going all out. Quarterbacks can't be hit, of course, but everybody else can hit. Coaches always like joint practices better than preseason games because they can control them and work on exactly what they want to work on. That's yeah. why I'm like you. I can't wait.
1: All right, John, let's get to these six-pack of training camp battles. John and I are going to highlight six training camp battles that we're excited about. John, the honor is yours as the Hall of Famer.
2: Well, first of all, I think almost every starting position is locked down. And uh, uh, I guess center, you got Juice Scruggs, second-round pick. uh, Scott Quisenberry started 16 games last year after Justin Britt left and went back home. But they need to improve. They traded back into the second round to get you Scruggs. It's only a matter of where he time before he starts unless they blew that pick and it takes him longer to get in there. But at some point, and maybe early in camp, maybe later in camp, they're going to have a rookie quarterback and they're going to have a rookie center.
1: John, will you be more freaked out if Stroud is the backup in week one? to Mills or Keenum or Scruggs is the backup to Scott Quesenberry?
2: I think Scruggs, because Scott was an undrafted free agent. You know, he played as well as he, as he could possibly play, but they were just not very good up front on the interior. And that's why they used a second round pick on Scruggs, traded for Shaq Mason, spent a number one pick last year on Kenyon Green. So uh, I think Stroud was drafted second overall for a reason. I, people th- may think, well, if they play him at Baltimore, he's going to get killed. They're going to get crushed. Yeah, but if he doesn't start in Baltimore, people all over the country are going to start to call him a bust and say, what's the matter with C.J. Stroud? Why is Davis Mills starting over him? It'd be better. Put him out there. Let him play. D'Amico Ryan's has seen rookie quarterbacks play a lot uh, with a 49ers and uh so I think he will definitely be a starter just don't know when they're gonna name him they may fool around wait till the week before the game when we sit on a depth chart but when it comes to the preseason games we're gonna have to see see him get a lot of playing time
1: yeah I uh I and I you know I I hesitate to even put Stroud versus Mills in this conversation. Cause that's an under, that's almost on a separate plateau from the type of training camp battles. You and I are talking about here. Um, and, and I know you, you led into this with the centers. I'm just, I, I actually had it on my list and I'm going, yeah, every, of course, everybody's compelled. They all want everybody wants to see CJ Stroud beat out Davis Mills. My first one, John is the back end of the wide receiver room. I think there's four wide receivers that are locks to make this team assuming health for everybody. Nico Collins, uh, Robert Woods, John Mechie, and Tank Dell. And and then Xavier Hutchinson, Noah Brown, and I'll throw Amari Rogers in there. You know, depending on how many receivers they want to take, Noah Brown's a guy that gets talked about a lot as a guy that fits what they want to do because he's a really good blocker and he's a good veteran, solid veteran guy in a young receiving room. You know, Robert Woods is the only other real vet in there. Um, Mari Rodgers is a guy that I liked last year when they picked him up off of waivers from the Packers. I I liked him at Clemson when he played there. I thought he he did some good things. And Hutchinson's a guy, you and I talked about this on the pod, Hutchinson is is one of the more heralded sixth-round picks in this draft. A lot of people think the Texans got a steal. They may, if everybody's healthy, John, they might have to keep six wide receivers on this roster, which sounds weird to say because that feels like that room gets more criticism than any other position group on this team. And, I, and maybe because they don't have that elite go-to type of receiver, but I do feel like they've got a lot of really solid, many of them young pieces here.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Noah Brown had a really good offseason. They like him. He can play inside. He can play outside. He might end up being a slot guy over Tank Dell and John Metchie right away because Dell's a rookie third round pick and deal and Mechie might as well be a rookie considering what happened to him last year, torn ACL and, and, and had to overcome leukemia and Noah Brown's versatility is going to help him. You know, we all think Nico Kyle is going to get hurt because he always gets hurt. And then you might, that might give Xavier Hutchinson a chance outside or Noah Brown could go outside. So it is interesting. They don't have a great receiver, but the guys they have, you're right. That, that should be an interesting uh, position battle uh, in, a, in a wide receiver room because you got a lot of guys who have talent, and but they lack experience with two of them. And they get to show what they can do right off the bat because even they don't do a lot of hitting right off the bat in uh, training camp. Yep. And then they don't take anybody to the ground on purpose We'll get to see more Hutchinson and Dell and Mechie, and they're going to be fun to watch.
1: They will for sure. All right, what's your next one, John? Position battle in Texans training camp.
2: Steven Nelson was a starter uh, at corner last year, and he played He played well. He'd been a free agent, signed a two-year contract. And I thought, well, he's number one going into next season. But the fact he missed off-season program, and they can never bring that up because it's not mandatory. He did show up for the mandatory minicamp. But then when he put on Instagram what he put on about Nick Casario, that means it could be a battle with Desmond King. If uh, Tavier Thomas plays in the slot, could be a battle with Skill Griffin. And I'll let you tell the listeners what it was he put on Instagram about Nick Casario.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I think this is, this, this pod's running. I probably, a lot of people have heard about it by now, but if you haven't, he posted a picture, Steven Nelson did on his Instagram of a Casario style vest with the caption, can't trust the MF that wear these for every day of the week. Clown freak. Uh, Do you think that Nick is angrier that Stephen Nelson called him a clown freak or that he made fun of the vest? I feel like Nick would defend the vest to the hilt.
2: <laughs> he, I never thought about it until this, but yeah, he wears that. He loves to wear that vest. He loves those I got to find out if he'd just been wearing it here or if he was wearing it uh, back up in New England all those years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it,
2: I'm sure Cacero's been called things before, but it was really stupid for Stephen Nelson to do that. When he comes in he better play his butt off to uh make sure because he's mad because he's not getting the extension he wants he's right. 30 he's in his ninth year he might get an extra year obviously he wants more it's okay to want more but it's pretty stupid to call the guy who negotiates the contract and then an mf or in a clown crew.
1: yeah I don't know, John, you know, when it was time for me to do my new contract, I posted a picture of Sarah Fraser's purse and I'm like, anybody who carries this purse is a clown freak. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. And I would never do that to Sarah And you Frazier.
2: would never do that. No, And no. And Nelson obviously wants to be traded, but can't imagine anybody else can give an extension at imagine. his age and uh, with his experience.